you ready to tease some of them local and underground heavy bands? You know I am, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Local Locus, the podcast where we put the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. I'm Jake. And I'm Houston. And today is September 1st, 2020. <laughs> Indeed. Um, before we get into our main episode today, just want to run over some things. Uh, this episode's going to be a shorter episode than normal, which you probably already noticed if you were looking at the little uh, time next to the episode. We're just going to have one band each today, mine being the breakdown of the week. But before we get into those bands, let's talk about the new segment that we started. Where we're going to talk about one big band recommendation each. So before both those things, I just wanted to give a really quick shout out to a band called Beyond Extinction. This is a band that reached out to us on Instagram. And I'm not going to get into too much detail about them right now because we do plan to do a regular feature on them later. But in the meantime, definitely check out... Um, if you want to, you can go check out the song Broken Throne by Beyond Extinction. This is a really cool band. Um, they call themselves death metal, but I think they're more akin to like a borderline metalcore, deathcore sound. The really interesting thing about this band is that all of the members, on average, I think, are like 17 or 18 years old. So it's a, it's a band of very young dudes. How does that make you feel? I'm all about it, dude. Bring in the youth. Trickle in, trickle in. That <laughs> almost came off weird. <laughs> trickle in the youth i'm chris hansen with dateline nbc yeah i was just waiting for that <laughs> so anyways go check out beyond extinction and the next up like i was saying let's talk about our big band recommendations so jake what big recent release have you been listening to that you can't get enough of well i got one that i think's gonna be a good teaser for uh some of the bands we're bringing today uh and by some i mean all two of them uh, <laughs> Uh, the big uh, album I've been digging is the new album by Ingested called Where Only Gods May Tread. And you mentioned you've had a chance to listen to this also, haven't you? Indeed. I don't know if I listened to the whole thing front to back, but I realized the whole record came out. And so you were teasing me. You said it's going to be one that ties into you know, the local locust size band you're bringing today. And so that's how I was able to guess that it was Ingested. <laughs> and, um, but I listened to some of the singles and... I listened to Impending Dominance, I think, like four or five times, and I really dug that one. That was one of the ones that really resonated with me. It was, had an almost core feel to it, even though this is pretty much just a slamming, you know, extreme death metal band. Yeah, it definitely did. It had some of those... I think they're experimenting with... Uh, there was definitely some of these, like, slower... What do you call it? Like, uh, atmospheric, like, filler parts, almost. And for some reason, you hear those a lot in deathcore bands, you know? Like, there'll be a pause in the brutality, and then it's like, that just fucking comes back in you know (laughs) definitely but but i don't want to use the word deathcore fully this album at its core is very just brutal death metal and it'll pummel you in the face and give you the occasional break (laughs) here and there 
But uh, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, I think they were doing a few different things. You know, I, I wouldn't call it fully cookie cutter brutal death metal, but at least most of it is cookie cutter. And I mean that in a good way. Like if you're wanting to throw on something to just like smack you in the face, I would definitely recommend this record. Yeah, like while it's super extreme, obviously for what it is, generically, it is what I would almost call, and I'm going to say the same thing about the record you bring later. I made the exact same note. It's like a comfort album for fans of that genre. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is unique in certain ways, but it doesn't do anything that's sort of like, oh, I don't want that in my death metal. You know, like... Um, yeah, it won't scare you away from it, like, for purist, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, and that's, they're a titan for a reason. They're really nailing that sound lately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what uh, big record did you bring for us? I brought what I guess I might call a death metal band, but not necessarily of the same style and caliber. I want to mention, if you haven't heard it yet, the new Unleash the Archers record. It came out August 21st this year, obviously, and um, the record's called Abyss. Unleash the Archers, I think, has been around for a good while now, but I hadn't really taken the moment to listen to them. They're sort of this epic power mellow death. (laughs) Yeah. The guitar riffs and the clean singing is something you don't really hear a lot in death metal, but it really works so good. Yeah, it was like I was describing. I don't know how... This makes sense, but I was talking about it earlier. It's definitely moments of just very, you know, I'd even say like blackened death in a way at parts, but mm-hmm. it's for sure like traditional heavy metal and power metal influence a bit. And what I was describing is like, I would totally throw this on a playlist with the band Tear if anyone knows who that is, but that band is very far from <laughs> death metal sound. And I haven't listened to much of their... I think this is the first album I've actually listened to by them, so I don't know if maybe this album was a bit of a a different type of feel, but this album was really cool. Yeah, it's like... I would call it, like, pretty death metal. It's like... It really does bring... <laughs> what's, I like what, how you called it heavy metal, because it was almost like Judas Priesty, but, like, with a lot more complexity to it. It was very epic. It wasn't very folk metal, but it was sort of fantasy. It was even, like, kind of sci-fi... Not in the sound clips or things it used, but just like for some reason, I got this like flying through outer space. <laughs> yeah. Not like not like Star Trek outer space, but like Star Wars outer space, where it's like fantasy. Yeah, if that it makes could any be that. sense. And it could be that like dope album art that's swaying you a bit, but uh, yeah, it must be for me. Yeah, the uh, the traditional heavy metal and the power metal vibe for me came from like the virtuosity of the guitars on it. I remember all the solos sounded like. Almost like what you expect out of like old guitar solos, and I love that stuff. You know, it's just like the dude playing his fucking scales, <laughs> yeah, but like super proficient. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like if uh, old Ingve Malmsteen joined the fucking death metal band. That's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> but uh, and the last thing I want to point out while we're talking about proficiency and what virtuosity is like the vocals, dude. It was like Bruce Dickinson, just kind of like, ah, like really cool. <laughs> Um, high vocals that I just can't picture working with death metal. Like I've I've seen threads on Reddit. They were like, "Can your death metal have clean vocals?" And most people are just like, "It can be good metal, but it's not death metal." And I, I can see that. But instrumental, instrumentally and musically, this was a death metal record, a mellow death record. But those those clean vocals really just added a layer to it that was a very charming. And I I'm gonna come out and say it was cheesy in a really good way. Yeah. Without being um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like derivative. Like it wasn't really based on anything that I know of. It wasn't very copycat. Yeah, it was a very different sound. And that's just shown by how we're kind of just <laughs> throwing genres at it. <laughs> we're just like, ah, oh, this, yeah. this, this. <laughs> like like for fans, that would be really difficult. You know, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be naming some death metal and then be naming some, you know, like you said, Judas Priest and stuff. So Yeah, because like part of me wants to say like, especially like ritualistic the band that you've brought onto this show Mm -hmm. before but it's not the same type of thing i'd say it's closer to like maybe an atavistia you know that was kind of a death metal with some Mm, yeah it was a little ambient had that atmosphere to it as well but any rate that's unleash the (laughs) archers with abyss (laughs) you ready to tease some of them local and underground heavy bands you know i am jake So for my band, it's a good mix of the Houston special in some ways, but with an absolutely unique twist. Like I always say, like whenever I bring like a hardcore, like a beatdown hardcore band, I'm always like, but for me, it has like that one thing that makes it unique. And I don't know if people listening generally agree with me or not, but this time you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is, this is unique, even within that genre. Um, and that's, so that's what I'm going to be bringing that. And that's going to be from, uh, Halifax, UK. Jake, give us a little teaser about what kind of band you're going to be talking about this episode. Well, I've got a nice, brutal band from Lansing, Michigan. Uh, I think the best thing to categorize categorize it as is maybe some blackened death, but I feel like that's not going to do it justice. There's like brutal death metal in here. I'd say there's even like thrash metal in here. So I'm just going to call it some extreme metal. I like that. That is exactly what I called it. Well, mine's the breakdown of the week, and I like to end with that. So why don't we just jump right into that extreme metal band? All right, we'll jump. It feels weird with just two jumping out of the teaser. I know, right? <laughs> You've waited long enough. Here we go. <laughs> we, we should put the teaser before the big fans, but this time we're like, you ready to be teased? All right, here it is. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is some extreme metal from Michigan. Uh, this is the band Recorruptor with their sophomore debut. The Funeral Corridor. How can you have a sophomore debut? Dude, that just, that flew off the tongue, and I don't know why. How can you have a sophomore debut? I don't fucking know, dude. That's, it's the I first, it's the first sophomore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you first become a sophomore in college, it's your debut as a sophomore, you know? <laughs> You're like, that flew off my tongue, that was great. I'm like, it didn't make sense. <laughs> nah, dude, I think, I think it's next level. I added a wrinkle on my brain from that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you took it from me. <laughs> I took yours. <laughs> Which recorruptor song you want to play for us, Jake? I'm going to do the title track, The Funeral Corridor, not the sophomore track. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like one by Metallica, but like super extreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it goes to that slower riff right there. Oh, this is super dynamic. Oh, dude. Yeah, the first thing I do want to say, speaking of the dynamicness of it, while the whole, like, musicianship definitely is on this record, I want to give big ups to the fucking vocalist of this record. That shit went everywhere, like, throughout the whole album, you know? Like, it had those blackened highs, 
the gutturals you want in some like you know like some brutal death metal like we were just talking about from ingested it just goes all over the place i made the same note i said first of all as you're saying it is a good variety of vocals but i wanted to say i say that a lot you know i say like even even like um things that are more at my alley like a pop metal core will be like uh you know i had the good cleans but i had like the poppy cleans and had like other kinds of cleans and it had like really high mm-hmm. and low but yeah. like the thing about this record with the variety of vocals is specifically the vocalist is good at switching between vocal styles really fast like two syllables of the same word will be like a guttural and then that screech that you're talking about like mm-hmm. it's insane how fast he'll mix those up like a lot of bands will be like i like this because of the variety in the vocals and you know the first like the whole verse first and second will be like really low and then like other parts like a pre-chorus will have like those squealing screeching highs and then some something else going on in other moments of the song but this one was like all of that in like a sentence or less yeah and i think something a little different about this too is it was almost like perfectly genre blending for me and what i mean by that is like there's times i would just like that riff that was going in at the fadeaway there is just like straight up brutal death metal you know it's doing the fast kick pedals like a quick riff and it's just going (laughs) that kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. but on that part where it's doing the tremolo picking and everything it's very obvious like a black metal influence you know what i mean what i'm getting at is like with like the pop metal core it's almost like it is the pop metal core thing to do the cleans and the highs even if it is like Mm. a variety i think this one's variety what i mean more so is like it's really incorporating different genres as a whole and I feel like, even take the Ingested record, for example, I don't feel like you get that, like, black metal, like, vocal in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this does feel like a more cutting-edge type of variety, not a generic type of variety. Yeah, I think they were definitely mixing in, like, influences, not, like, picking it up from another band. You mentioned Behemoth Evangelion, like, a couple times now, right? Yeah, so uh, I was supposed to say, I love Fire like, in the Void. Yeah. So the album artwork on on this Recorruptor record reminds me of like a mix between that record, if you can picture that, uh-huh. and uh, like Testament's Souls of Black. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was expecting to walk into this when I clicked play, just based on looking at that, to, to have mostly a black metal or like, it also reminded me of that Condescension record that I always mentioned, not in terms of musically just yet, but like mm-hmm. when I looked at the album cover. Um, and I, so, I like, thought of the band we brought. Uh, do you remember the Lantern album cover? Yeah, yeah, that's the, another yeah. good example. So, yeah. I, for all those reasons, I was expecting this like predominantly blackened. Whatever follows next, it's more about the blackened, mm-hmm. you know. So, but really, what I got, I would say, was while there are you know those black moments, like the one you mentioned, um, there was another song I thought was particularly moribund or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how to say that, but that one I thought had like some. There's a tremolo picking lead licks and like the black metal chords and like the touch 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 and like the mm-hmm. blast beats and stuff on the drums. Yeah. Um, but in general, I guess what I'm trying to say is I just thought this was to agree with everything we've said so far, an extreme like it was even like slamming death metal for the most part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But as you're saying, it combined all that other shit really well. Mm-hmm. Threw it into that cauldron to make this mix. Yeah, and I think that's what really stood out for me on this is that. It's like the record was in your face the whole time, but in the way it gave you a break wasn't in like a slow transition. It gave you a break in like that genre blending. You know, a weird vibe I got from this album. Um, because I got a weird vibe because I really don't like this band, but they, it reminded me of them if they were good. 
<laughs> um, you say that a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take away all the core elements, right? And just like the really, really fast parts with some of those vocals. Chelsea it, it gave me an Infinite Annihilator vibe. Oh, okay. Especially with the vocal change-ups a lot, because I think their vocalist does like just crazy you know, switch-ups and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's like a weird vibe I got from it. I was like, because I don't like Infinite Annihilator. And there were parts where I'm like, this sounds like Infinite Annihilator. And I'm like, but I really dig this. <laughs> it's weird you should say that. I guess that this band's extremely different than Infinite Annihilator, really. But as you mentioned, there's sort of like core elements to that band. Mm-hmm. I thought of like Suicide Silence, not not at all instrumentally or musically, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Suicide Silence has this almost pop death metal, deathcore approach at this point. If that makes any sense, because it's yeah. super accessible if you're already into that stuff. But in the variety of the vocals, like I hear a lot of people saying, like the highs from the new, the current vocalist in Suicide Silence are sort of cringy. But I, I dig those, and oh, I dig I the highs them, yeah. here too. Yeah, uh, I think those are really working out, and for the in the same way that I would say the newer Suicide Silence record works out for me, as well as if, I don't know if you've heard of them before. But I think Tyler Morris mentioned them when he was on here. I don't know if it made the final edit, but uh, the band Wretched from NC, uh, they've been around a long time. And they just have this really extreme death metal that just mixes in all sort of shit as well. Yeah. Um, so I would say not the exact same type of band, but you know, if you're sitting here and you really do like Recorruptor, I would also throw Wretched your way and vice versa. Yeah, and you know how we like to do on here. We like to throw a lot of local bands out there. I would want to see like a show with this band and uh, the band you brought, Death Courier, for like the brutal parts of this record. Mm, that's that's a good point because death Corey was uh, like classic death metal really sort of like live burial was they were on the same uh, label actually yeah and like this has all of that but adds a bit of like i wouldn't call it avant-garde because it's not cutting edge things it's just mixing things that it's a it's the concoction that's more cutting edge if that makes sense yeah absolutely i don't have too much more to say about this i think this is just for in the same way ingested was even though these sound different I think this is just if you want that really in-your-face extreme sound, you know, where there's like not a not a break or a rest or anything. Mm-hmm. This is a good record to throw on. All right, that was Recorruptor with their album The Funeral Corridor. What's the breakdown of the week, Houston? Breakdown of the. Week. All right. So your breakdown of the week is going to be, I can't even begin to draw any comparisons between Recorruptor and this band. They're very <laughs> yeah, we're, different. We're just, we're just switching it up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so this band is called Gunned Down. They just dropped a demo slash EP. It's only three songs long. It's about 11 and a half minutes long. It's called Punishment. This band is from Halifax, UK, which is uh, sort of near Leeds in England. They call themselves Groovecore. Um when I think of Groovecore, I think of like Groove Metalcore, like Lamb of God. It's nothing like that. It's like beat down hardcore with this like this real spunky groove to it. Um, as you as I'm sure you noticed, Jake, this came out yeah. May 14th. The song I want to I want to show you guys. It's going to be the breakdown of the week, and that's why I picked it. But this is only an 11 minute long record. I definitely recommend going through because. Would you agree, Jake? That all three songs were like completely different treats in their oh, own way. Absolutely. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but anyways, this is going to be the song Nah, Mate. <laughs>
This is ridiculously slow. It's like comically slow in the best way. I love how crazy this will sound to people listening. <laughs> we went from like about as extreme and fast on the spectrum of metal to like like the sort of discipline you'd have to have to play something this slow. I think groovecore works, and here's what I'm gonna say: I think it's almost like listening to stoner metal if it was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little funky too. Yeah, well, the, well, the uh, funk's already in the stoner metal. You know what I mean? That's just oh, okay. That's okay. Just, do you remember that band we brought, uh, High Priest? Uh huh. They had this. Yeah, they did have riffs. a little bit of that funk. They had yeah. like like those type of riffs. So in this song, it's like he's trying to learn how to play the riff real quick, yeah. and the drummer just comes in. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like it's harder to play in, in this like beats per minute than like really fast metal. That's kind of what I was saying. It's a sort of discipline and like control you'd have to have to be able to be like, this is how fucking slow and heavy especially we're going to be right now. Especially because it's actually hype. And the problem is you're getting excited to listen to it. I would just be like, all right, yeah, yeah, fast. Yeah. <laughs> like the adrenaline Especially going. for the drummer, because the drummer is going to be like, I mean, he's not hitting <laughs> the eighth notes. It's literally just on the He downbeat. did the same intro a lot of breakdowns do, but it was like... He was like... Um, this song I thought was probably like the hardest hitting in terms of like breakdown moments, but the first track and like the title track, if you will, that one was my favorite track. It's called Punishment. Mm-hmm. It's groovy as fuck, and like the vocals on this record, while not something I showcased by selecting Namate or at least that moment of Namate, are like super spunky and like from an like a East, like a East Coast American standpoint, just like unlike any attitude i've heard a lot of if that makes sense it's like some shit here in black mirror like completely different culturally if that makes sense yeah that's that's the thing that is gonna stand out i think for most listeners especially if they're not from this like area you know Mm -hmm. because that was the thing and it was like in a good way i remember just pressing play on this i'm like oh i dig this and the vocals came in and like for someone that you know doesn't live in that area i was first given that like raised eyebrow like hmm and then like (laughs) and then the just like Headbanging resumed. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was like very charming. Uh, and then I was saying that about punishment, but as you noticed and you mentioned before we started recording, the last song, "Pray for Me," I mean, it is like unlike anything I've ever heard before. Just to show you something that was just way different than anything you've probably ever heard before, and really showcase what the band can do in terms of being unique. As if to say, like, is it, if this were not the breakdown of the week, I would have definitely gone for Pray For Me. Another reason I didn't go for Pray For Me was because, you know, I like to not pick the featured vocalist as a moment to showcase a record. Uh, I feel yeah. like that just doesn't make sense, right? But that is part of what made that last song so unique was um, the, the spot from... Uh, Louis Stevenson. Yeah, Louis Stevenson. He's from Malign, UK, which is another band of a, the exact same style, really. Um, so like the first half of the song before that guy comes in is like super heavy, and it's honestly mm. basically death metal at some moments there. Yeah, um, where it's like, pray for me, no remorse. <laughs> but 
the second half just like is a completely different song and it just has that absolute 110% spunk meter dude it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> when he comes in it's like I don't understand a word he's saying <laughs> as somebody yeah, I, who speaks English I don't either but you first. know what's funny I was gonna bring this up you know it's funny like it's good and you don't have to understand what it's saying because I mean listen to the band I brought on you gonna tell me you understood a fucking word of that <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Although I would bet people from the area probably know like exactly right. what that's saying. I mean, it's it's completely a dialect. I will tell you this, speaking of the vocals, I think the vocals, once you listen to them, is actually what makes this like hard. And what I mean by really? that is like, for I don't know if it's like some weird stereotype, but that vocal, I don't know what any of those dudes look like, but hearing someone talk like that, I feel like they could just knock me out. <laughs> they definitely look like they could knock you out. Oh, I do saw they? some okay. pictures. Okay, oh yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> um, they look as badass as they sound. Yeah. For fans of you mentioned uh, suicidal tendencies at moments, which I thought was really good because mm-hmm. you know think of suicidal tendencies if they weren't so American, right? Mm-hmm. I also there was a band I by chance knew of called Gassed Up, also from the UK. Kind of uh, like 6K listeners. So Gun if you like this, I would have up. <laughs> this would do a, a tour uh, split. Yeah, they gotta uh, find a, a west and east, you know. <laughs> Sideways, up, down. I don't know. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. I couldn't find it, but it's in there. <laughs> I think you made it, and then you just kept trying to make it. Oh, I, maybe that makes it funnier. Trey, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then as, in terms of alumni, loose ends... Divine Hatred sort of roughly in the same category, especially because of regionality, as well as uh, the band Scattershot from Florida, especially in that moment that I played from uh, Namate. Kind of have like that sort of slow heaviness. So yeah, that was uh, Gunned Down with their new EP called Punishment. That is going to be their freshman debut, not their sophomore debut. (laughs) I can't wait for their sophomore debut. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> song was Namate, but like we said, we would definitely recommend the whole thing. It's only like 11 and a half minutes long. No reason not to go check that out. So thank you to Gun Down. And thank you to Recorruptor. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to this nice short little mini episode. Just a little teaser. Your local locus loyalty reward point is T-shirt. Mm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Remember, if you send us three of our code words from the episode, that's how you get all three points. And at three points, you will earn a free Local Locust sticker. Peace. All right. Thanks for swimming against the mainstream with us at Local Locust, the podcast that puts the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. Follow our socials for updates and find other episodes by visiting locallocustpod.com. And if you want to catch up on Local Locust featured tunes or find any of the tracks mentioned in this episode, don't forget to look out for our official Local Locust podcast playlist on Spotify. If you or someone you know is looking for a feature, reach out to us on any of our socials or email us at locallocuspod at gmail.com. Big thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.